Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. All right, we are back. Episode 21 of the Ain't Hard to Tell podcast. Yes, that's right. 21 episodes. My voice. <laughs> don't know what happened there. Sometimes you have these things where you're like, I don't know what happened to my voice. I don't know what happened there. Nobody should have to hear that ever again. Uh, Dexter Henry, Brian Fonseca here. Yes, sir. What's up, man? Yo, uh, we haven't been here in a while. It hasn't been that if, long. If you guys know, we uh, took last week off. Yeah, because sometimes you need to... People need to know that sometimes you need breaks, mental health breaks. We're doing too much. We're all doing a lot here. Everybody that works on the show. Yeah, I was about to say, none of us take an actual break. Because yeah, it's never like, really an actual break. Because we're all, some, we're all working a lot, like, just on a bunch of different projects. But, uh, yeah. There's always some other, other stuff to do. Um, yeah. But we were working on a lot of stuff. Today's been eventful. Yes. Deontay Wilder's press conference, Luis Ortiz. Let's talk about that fight for a little bit real quick. Because do you care? Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I, I mean, I care to some degree. I don't know if I care. Uh, I don't know if I'm hyped. I'm watching. I'm definitely watching yeah, Saturday yeah, night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Am I hyped? Yeah. Do you think Wilder's going to win? I do. Okay. I do. Okay. I because do because with Luis Ortiz, it's like, you know, the whole, even with the whole steroid thing in his past, and I feel like he's over that now, and they did the testing, and he's good. But I still felt like even before all that, he was the other best heavyweight in the world who had a chance to knock out yeah, Deontay yeah. Wilder. Yeah. And I think I Anthony Josh was right there, obviously. I'm more, I'll be, I will be more hyped when I think what will happen is I think Wilder wins and I think Joshua fights Wilder. Yeah. I think that's what more people like myself are truly hyped about. Yeah. However, I was at, and you knew this, I was at in January, uh, Showtime had an event. Yes, sir. Where they had their, you know, the first six months of the year announcing all their boxing uh, for the first half of the year for 2018. I yep. was at this big event. Great cards. And um, I was doing some work for ESPN International, and uh, Deontay Wilder and Luis Ortiz both were on the media carpet where they spoke mm. uh, to the media. And what I'll say is both guys sounded very confident. Yo. And Wilder, excuse me, not Wilder, Ortiz did not lack any bit of confidence himself when right. asked about this matchup. Right. So he sounds like he's ready to go. Now, will he be ready to go? That's another thing. Today at the press conference, it was great. You guys have to watch this video because uh, I posted it, and it's the longest stare down I've seen where two guys are not really blinking or anything. Like uh, one of the PR guys tried to separate them two, and he was like, this, this, they were just, this, this they is where we're at now. They were just hard. still saying, <laughs> pause. <laughs> but, the stare, but they were just there for a really long time and then you know they started talking they had to be separated at one point and they were barking back and forth their crews were barking back and forth uh from across the room it was great, it was great. i mean you i you, can't wait for saturday brian covers more boxing than i do on a regular basis but how much do you put into that because i look at that sometimes i'm like i, I get it i think sometimes there are fighters who genuinely don't like each other as if we get up to the fight but the other times i'm like Yo, this is you're just trying to sell the fight. Yeah, no, I agree. And with Deontay Wilder, he is intense before every fight. You know what I mean? Like yeah, he's yeah, out no there, doubt. he's saying that he's doing what he should. He's out there, he's saying he's gonna win, this, this, and that. <laughs> and Luis Ortiz was also giving it back, but this is also a legitimate fight that's perception wise is close. So you could see, like, hey, you know, they probably feel that also. It's not like the last right. Deontay Wilder fight. Well, that was where a joke. like, yeah, they have animosity, but you're not taking it seriously nope. because you know Deontay Wilder is going to walk through Bermain Stavern as he did knocking him out in the first round after knocking him down three times. Nobody, no real boxing fan took that seriously. I think real boxing fans will take this seriously. And I think what I, I – so it's good to hear you say that because in January – when I saw Luis Ortiz at this event and mm -hmm. heard him speak, it was directly there with him speaking, I said, okay, 
this man is bringing some energy. Yes. He was speaking with his chest. Yes. He wasn't coming out and being like, oh, you know, I, no, he seemed a pretty confident. Now, there's one thing to talk. He's got to show it. I believe more Wilder, but I don't think Ortiz is going to be a slouch here. Me neither. I, I don't I think, think it's, it's going to be a tough slouch. fight for Wilder. Yeah. It's going to be tough. Luis Ortiz is southpaw. He's deceptively fast. Yep. He's like 6'4", and he's, you know, thick. Pause. No homo. Uh, dude. <laughs> But Yo, we gotta stop with the pauses, man. <laughs> that was not. Ne- that it was, was not, not necessary. necessary. <laughs> that was not necessary. It was like, yo, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm just check. I'm just checking the temperature of the room. Now I'm comfortable with who I am, so I don't. Gotta, <laughs> I, don't I don't have to pause like that anymore. But, but Luis good. Ortiz, he's he's big dude. Uh, good footwork for his size. Yep. Uh, fast, strong, obviously. I mean, combined, I think his their records are 67 and 0 with 62 knockouts, something like that. Yeah, 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 that sounds right. Because Lewis Ortiz, 28 yeah. 24 knockouts. Wilder, 39 I, I expect knockouts. it to be a good fight. I think I think it will be a good fight. And um, I think it's a good, you know, it's kind of the first real fight of the year. I think the people are going to get really excited about. Yeah, it's a slow I mean, start to the I mean, you had, you had the Errol Spence, Errol Spence fight in January. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so, obviously, that. And he's going to fight again they had in the, uh, June. In June. They yeah. had the super flag card last week, which is very good. But, I mean, it's, I H- it's HBO and... Well, you, well, you know what? I remember texting you while at that Showtime event. I was texting you, and I was texting my boy Vic, and I was like, "Yo!" And I think you made the point when you were like, "Yo, HBO's real whack right now. Yo, like, they it, don't have top anything. rank. Top rank. Top rank fights with ESPN are better. Top rank yeah. used to be with HBO, and then yep. last year they got the deal where it's like top rank and Golden Boy. Now they're yes, pretty much about Golden Boy. Right? They're yes. pretty much with ESPN exclusively. Yep. So it's like. What do you have left if you're HBO? You have K2 promotion, so you have, you know, uh, and you have main events. So you have, like, Sergey Kovalev, uh, Triple G, and that's it. Like, yep. <laughs> that's it. When I'm, I mean, I'm and, the su- and the flyweights and things like I'm that. I'm a Triple G fan, so obviously, yes, I'm excited. Yeah, that's when Triple I watch G. HBO. But, like, yep. Brett Yormark made this point at the press conference. He was like, and nobody even knows that there's another fight in town. And what he's Ooh. referring to is a Sergey Kovalev Ooh. fight this Saturday that's coming up that's at... Um, that's at Madison Square Garden Theater. Yep. I don't, or it might be at the Garden, the Garden. I don't know. I think it's at the theater. But yeah. but basically, like, and today when I was going, so after I left the press conference, I went to the Big Ten tournament. As I was going to walk inside the tournament, the HBO boxing truck is outside, and then I was like, oh yeah, that's right. You know what I mean? Yo, Not HBO, gonna watch that. HBO's got HBO has a lot of. Um, they got to step their game up because they ain't looking good for them right now nah. on the boxing side of things nah. at all whatsoever. But, you know, we'll see. There, there's excitement for these these uh, Showtime fights, and I think it's good because I was like, damn, they're, they're lining up for the first six months. It's pretty strong. Yes. It's pretty strong. Speaking of excitement, uh, it's been an exciting month for uh, fans of the Marvel Universe. Mm. Um, and let's I speak, to, as I spoke before, on behalf <laughs> of black people everywhere, I will speak on that. <laughs> we were excited for Black Panther. Um, I saw it. Uh, shortly, I think three days after it opened, um, and it's killing it right now. I think. Oh, it's, I thought you had tickets for the for the no, opening. No, but I couldn't go because I ended up finding out I had something else to do for the opening night, and I had to uh, sell back those tickets. Mm, I gotta get and money. Then was able to <laughs> uh, get tickets to go see. It. I didn't get to see it at the theater. I wanted to, but I uh, still got to go see it. So mm-hmm. good. I lo- I really loved the movie. I thought it was great. Uh, I don't know exactly where I rank it, but I think it's somewhere in the top five of Marvel movies, if not the top three. Mm. Uh, it was very socially who's conscious. It, who's up there with it? I haven't seen Black so Panther I, yet. So for, I for caught up on a lot of Marvel movies recently that I hadn't seen. And so for a long time, my Iron Man, the original mm. Iron Man, was kind of up there for me. But I recently I've seen Civil War and Winter Soldier, uh, Captain America, and those are really up there for me. Mm. Uh, I think Winter Soldier is a really good movie. So is Civil War. And Civil War is basically an Avengers movie, but I think it's really, really damn good. Um, and I'll even put this up there as far as superhero movies. There's actually another superhero movie that I recently watched. I've been getting to watch a lot of movies lately, which I haven't done. Mm. And Matt, Finiz, our producer, will be happy because he's the first person to tell me about this movie. He was like, Dex, you got to see this movie. And I know we're jumping off a tangent here, but it was Logan. Oh, mm. Logan yeah. is fantastic, man. I want to say that. We don't talk a lot about movies on here, but Logan is fantastic. It is up there for me in terms of superhero movies. Like, I've heard. I've I'm heard, putting this yeah. right up there with like The Dark Knight. I okay. still have The Dark Knight higher, but it is right there. Fantastic storytelling. Nothing was cheesy. Great action. Good characters. Uh, 
even made you a little bit sad at the end. Mm. I was like, damn, like it it got you a little emotional at the end. It's a really good movie, right, Matt? You you told me about this before. It's a really good yeah. movie. So the reason why this movie is so good is because it's rated R, which I believe most superhero movies have to be rated R. Deadpool was a great movie, rated R. Yes, mm. I love Deadpool too. Thing, Deadpool yes. was funny. The thing is though, in these comics, they replicate a level of violence that these characters have. And the thing is, Disney kind of pigeonholes a lot of these characters in the aspect that people can't be killed on screen, there can't be too much blood, there can't be this. So if Wolverine was acquired by Disney, it would be a totally different thing. Even the X-Men series, Logan wouldn't have half the stuff. It was in the first five minutes of the movie, someone's head, arm, leg. Might be first two minutes and 30 seconds. Yeah, first two minutes and 30 seconds of the movies. There's bodies flying everywhere. So this is that fact. But it's not even the level of violence why this movie is so good. It's it has layers. It has depth. It goes into so many adult situations. It has. Um, You're really into this. Yeah, no, but he's right. Everything I've he's saying is right. Bro, I've seen this movie at least seven times. <laughs> oh damn! I'm not even joking. <laughs> and I bought it on Blu-ray because I wanted to see the film noir version, which is in black and white. But oh, even I gotta do that. The adult, the adult. <laughs> I'll let you borrow it. The adult <laughs> themes in this movie are crazy because it deals with. Uh, Professor X has Alzheimer's as he's getting older, and right. he's kind of a follow-up to Wolverine. So it's kind of like that parent-child, you know, relationship. Relationship where yeah. oh, my parent is now like I have to take care of him and stuff like that. And then Wolverine has this little girl who's kind of like his kid because the whole Weapon X program and stuff like that. So now he's a father while his father is you know yep. deteriorating. So don't so give away too much in the movie. But there's that's, so, that's there's good. spoiler alert, guys. Yeah, no, it's <laughs> I didn't. Well, I, I it might didn't, be too late for that. I didn't spoil. I didn't spoil anything. He didn't spoil any plot things, but he gave, yeah. he gave a genesis of. I mean, of you what did what say somebody's arm and leg and everything. You're gonna see that immediately, so that's not ruining <laughs> yeah, anything. That's not a spoiler. That's just, right, that's not a spoiler. He'd be chopping up some bad guys. Wait, wait. This movie dropped a while ago, right? Last it was last January. Yeah, January 2017, I believe drop so it took me that long to watch but i'm literally saying this and i know we'll get back to black panther but this was one of the best superhero films i've saw and i do agree with matt to some point that things are taking away when they aren't rated r you don't get to see and i'm not a big advocate for making things more violent but you don't get to see the true maybe raw emotions or they won't be able to touch on certain subjects Um, that they weren't, that they aren't able to in other movies that are Disney-fied, if you want to say that. Disney-fied. Yeah. But one, I haven't it's seen Black Panther yet. <laughs> yeah, I haven't seen. That's what we Black, do on the podcast. I haven't seen Black Panther yet, but Disney's social commentary, from what I've heard from you guys and reading online, they've touched upon a lot of things that are relevant within oh, yeah. the world. So yeah. that kind of expands the boundaries of being Disney-fied by making a social commentary on race and stuff like that. And the timing. <laughs> Timing it, of also it was the timing's huge. On yeah, it. I agree. I don't. I'm not sure Disney would have been able to do that if they hadn't got allowed Ryan Coogler, who directed the movie, De- definitely, who's a tremendous yeah. director. Obviously, mm-hmm. it's Fruitvale Station, Creed, uh, some of his noteworthy movies that people may know, to you know allow somebody to do this. So I thought a lot of things in the movie spoke to a, a black experience, whether you're from uh, the continent of Africa or you're from elsewhere, other parts of the diaspora. So I think a lot of people could see that. I thought that's something I liked about the movie. I like movies that have a message, and maybe that's kind of where me and Matt connect, where there are messages or deeper messages in there, and Black Panther gave that to me. So I think the the people who hold Black Panther in a high regard are really going to like that. The people who don't, maybe they don't value that as much, which is fine. Mm -hmm. They might not like it as much, but I do, so I really like that about Black Panther. I really like that it had these messages. Um, within the black community or can make people who aren't from the black community aware of some some issues socially or think about things about how uh, black people feel and their place in the world. So I yeah, that's what I always hope for. Yeah. So right I, if, if the, the movie did that and I thought it accomplished that pretty well um, in terms of just being an action movie and a superhero movie. Great. Uh, Chadwick Boseman is great as as T'Challa. Um, I don't even think he really stole the show. Michael B. Jordan's role as Killmonger. I think he really stole stole the show. Um, really good scene with him, really good quote with him. I won't ruin that for anybody in his death, mm. um, which is tremendous. Actually, there's a T-shirt I will eventually wear on this podcast that people will see with that quote. I, I'm going to have to buy that T-shirt. If you've seen the movie, you know what the quote is. Um, and I have not, so I don't know what Yeah, the quote so is. I recommend anybody But I will it. at some point. Yeah, so go see it. I mean, look, if if you didn't see it by now and you're black, like your black card's probably getting right. revoked. Right. See, like, see like, I'm yeah, chilling. I'm had, Puerto Rican. You right? had to see it. Yeah, yeah, just like if there was a Puerto Rican superhero, which, hey, people, we need yo, to get yo. that done. That's I, what we were saying. Like, yo, somebody somebody said, uh, I saw this floating around online. It was like there was this big 
thing about how all... Or Hispanic superhero, I should say. It doesn't have to be Yeah, the closest Rican. thing we had was like Nacho Libre. Yeah, you know what? I, I hope that I hope that the success of Black, which Panther, I think is Mexican. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. But I hope the success of Mexican. Black Panther in some way allows other people of color to see themselves in superhero movies and other roles beyond. I hope that yeah. shows that hey, because I think hey, if there was a Latino superhero, I think that Latinos are going to come out, and I, I support that. I'm going to go see it too. I I'm going to understand that excitement, which is why I didn't understand the people who were angry. At black folks who were excited about Black Panther. Like, why are you excited about Black Panther? Or are you excited about that? It's just a superhero movie with black people. No, 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 no. It's a lot more than it's, that. I mean, but all the, but the thing is, the thing is, because y'all finally got one. You see what I'm it's saying? It's about so, damn time. Yeah. So it's like. White the, people get to see that all the time. Exactly. Yeah. That's why they're looking at it like, oh, psh, no big deal. We get them all the time. Yeah, but it's like, that? yo, yeah. those, like, you guys have the superheroes. So, right. you know, y'all finally got one. That's basically what yeah, it is. and I'll be. I'll, I love what. what uh, I'll be what, happy when I see other people get their time too. I'll right. be just as happy for. Right. Them. I love what LeBron James said. Did you see this? I didn't. Where he was talking about how, uh, he looked up to like when he was younger, he looked up to a lot of like athletes and like mm-hmm. rappers and things like that because those were people that as a black kid that he could identify with. Right. And with Black Panther, it's like you know now you have a black superhero like you finally got one yeah. which is great for him like as a dad because you know he has like children yeah, or whatever right. like that must be great and for i understand people it's a fictional hero so there's only so far you're taking this but yeah. i think the point more but so it's like is, with him with him he is said what that does for people of color to be exactly. in other different roles and exactly. other different kinds of movies beyond the superhero role. exactly because when you're when you're when you're um when him growing up right all the superheroes like Superman, Batman, whatever, they're all white. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, you're going to look up to instead of Batman, you're going to look up to Michael Jordan. You're going to look up to Jay-Z. You know what I mean? Like whoever the, the stars because are not, in the black community. So you're not speak. seeing anybody that looks like you. In yeah. Just like if you're Puerto Rican, like when you're if you're my age and you're younger, you're going to look up to Carlos Beltran and Carlos Delgado. Delgado was my man. You know man. what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah. Delgado <laughs> yeah. was the man. Mark Anthony for some I was, was going to say Mark Anthony. You know, and if or you're a J- woman, you're Jennifer Lopez. There you go. You right. know what I mean? And, and those. And, and, Selena. Um, Selena. And yep. The Selena. chick that made, well, um, Lumidi. 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 What was that song? Yeah, remember uh, that? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. That song, I got tired of that song after a while. One, one thing. I Wikipedia'd her like go, yesterday. Yeah. That's why. <laughs> one thing on that whole social commentary. I don't know if any of you have seen the video of the two uh, young black kids in the movie theater. And you know how the kids they look at the posters and they're pointing at them. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Did you guys see the video? And this is why I missed I, this. I did and, not see. And this, it. I'll show it to you guys after we're done. But mm-hmm. the two kids were playing in the theater, waiting, or before or after they seen the the movie, and the mother was videotaping them. They were just playing around. And they were pointing at the poster and saying, I'm that one, I'm that one, Ooh. which is something that me as, you know, being white, I was able to do that. But to me, it's awesome to see that other kids are being able to be like, I'm Black Panther, you know, because yeah. I'm a kid. I could just go like, yeah, I'm be- Batman. And yeah, more, yeah, because more when people they're need to acknowledge that what, what Matt just said, more people need to acknowledge that that's a truth and why that's important for everyone yeah. to be able to. Yeah, do that. for them to point to, you know, a superhero instead of like Kevin Durant. Or whatever the case yeah, may be. Yeah, or be able to now expand <laughs> okay. past that. To be able to point to uh, Brian Fonseca, who's a video <laughs> journalist, or Dexter Henry, because it matters that we are here as people of color doing this podcast and right. people can see us. Those things matter, and, and they always will matter. And I think what Matt says, and I didn't see that video, is extremely important to see that. So to yeah. the people out there who are hating on other people, those ridiculous folks, or why there isn't a white panther, shut up. <laughs> uh, you guys are idiots. I'll yeah. say that. And like, shout out to Ray, to uh, Rajon Rondo. I don't know if you saw that. He took like a bunch of kids to like I saw a Black that too. screening. Yeah, and I think I think I think things like that. That's kid, people who took some you know underprivileged kids who might not be able to go see that movie mm-hmm. because they can understand what it would mean to them. I think that's great. I'm glad there were people who were able to do that. Yeah. We're gonna break when we come a little back, bit of progress. Little yeah, bit of progress. progress. All progress is beautiful, as I like to say. When we come back, we're gonna talk a little bit about uh, some big news in the uh, affects the Me Too movement in the world of sports. Mm. Mark Cuban in the situation with the Dallas Mavericks, sexual harassment, everything that's going on there that was disgusting. Uh, a little hip-hop, and it is Women's History Month, so we need to talk about some of the greatest women's athletes of all time. We'll mm. talk about that when we come back on the Ain't Hard to Tell podcast. What's up, listeners? You know sometimes how it can be hard just to get from point A to point B. Now, when I have to get anywhere and I don't want to deal with the hassle of public transportation, 
it ain't hard to tell how I get around. I always make sure to use the best car service app in the game. I'm talking about Lyft. Lyft offers rides in minutes. All you have to do is download the Lyft app, request a ride, and you will be on your way quickly. Lyft is all about happy riders and happy drivers. Take a ride with them and you'll see why 9 out of 10 rides end up with a 5-star rating. Lyft always has amazing offers for new customers, and I'm here to tell our listeners about a great offer today. Lyft is currently offering free ride credit to Ain't Hard to Tell listeners. If you are new to Lyft, then you are eligible and getting your credit is easy. All you have to do is download the app and use the promo code AHTTPOD to unlock your free credit today. Ain't hard to tell who has the best car app service. So use the code today and ride out loud with Lyft. The best new sports web series is here. It's from Backpack Broadcasting and it's called The Sports Walk. The Sports Walk is a series where diverse sports fans take a walk and share their views at the intersection of sports and society. The entire first season is now available on Backpack Broadcasting's YouTube channel and BackpackBroadcasting.com. See what other sports fans have to say about a variety of issues in the world of sports. Watch all 13 episodes from Season 1 and take The Sports Walk today. Welcome back to the Ain't Hard to Tell podcast. Dexter Henry, Brian Fonseca here along with our great producers, Matthew Feniza and Matthew yo, Panico. Yo. What's up, Maddie P? <laughs> Matt, Maddie yeah. P. Yo, here's, let me tell you why I like with Maddie a Dexter P friendly shirt. He, a Dexter friendly, yeah. <laughs> I, I almost gave Maddie P a hug when I saw him today because of this. Maddie P is rocking uh, Chris Tass Porzingis shirt. We got to stay strong for our yeah, brother Chris Tass KP. Her brother. As he, as, 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 I'm, that's our Knicks brother. <laughs> why are you mad? Why, yo, why, why are you hate? not? Okay, <laughs> can't you have a Knicks brother? Damn. Anyway. Maddie P is representing. He's staying strong as he's rehabilitating yes, from his uh, horrible injury. Day. You're praying from every day. Every day. Rocking the shirt, giving him the oh, positive yeah. energy. Where's your Gortat shirt? Where's my Gortat? I don't have a Gortat shirt. All right. He's Where's not repping for Gortat. I have a Wall shirt. I don't have a Gortat shirt. Oh, you do have a Wall shirt. Yeah. I thought you were on Gortat's side in that whole thing. I mean, I wasn't on anyone's side. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Well, are you talking about the Twitter feud, or are you talking about... Yes, you're talking about the Twitter feud. That, that, oh, yeah, I'm not yeah. on anyone's side. I think it's just stupid. <laughs> like, and he rocks the wall See, shirt. So and, and that's okay. You know what? I think more people... Need to just say when stuff more, is stupid. Yes, more people yeah. just need yeah. to not take sides and just say, A, they don't know, or B, this is stupid. Wait, guys. I, I kind of want to put you on blast. He's wearing John Wall socks. Oh, that's great. Yeah, man. Let me see. Oh, Wait, yeah. John Wall yeah, socks? John Wall socks, <laughs> like, John Wall socks yeah. with the... Now I take back everything I said. You can't you gotta, be rocking the John Wall socks. He is, he's wearing John Wall socks. So they're like Stan oh. socks. Hold on. Yeah. See, that's right down my lane. Hold Shout on. out Sarah to Stan. Here? Sponsor Sarah the podcast. Here? Yeah, hold on. All right, this can't zoom in, but those are John Wall socks, and I can I can testify to that. I saw he. We were I don't like this. He, we were in he, the middle. Is he the F word? I don't like. What this. do you mean? The five, do you mean like the five, the five I, I don't like the John Wall socks with the Knicks shirt. Is oh, okay. like five I, see, I see the disparity between there. Give me the mic. I hate when people are like. Like I know you're gonna say, "Oh, you're a fake Knicks fan." No, no I was gonna up. say that. No, you're no, a fraud. That's what he's gonna say. He's gonna say. That's probably what I was How gonna say. How am I a fraud? <laughs> what? I'm a Knicks and Wizards fan. This is America. I can do whatever I want, right? Oh, now so you that, put it. Now you put it. it well, here's he the stood thing. up for his here's right. Thing. Here's I can do what I want. Here's the thing. In America, you could do whatever you want. Oh, I like. What? Us? I think all sports. I think all sports fans can do. I think all sports fans can do whatever they whatever they want. I ain't talking about sports. I once got. That's a whole other discussion. We'll get into that one day about what constitutes a real fan. But we're not going to get into. Let's that. talk about. Let's talk about the woman. Enjoy your John Wall. Next, next topic. Um, it's Women's History Month. Yes, sir. And before we get into how people have been treating women disgustingly for years, because a lot of people don't really give a damn about women. We are going to give a damn about women here on yeah, this podcast. Which we yeah. have. And we're, you know, it's Women's History Month. And we're hoping to have some great uh, women's guests, some ladies that will come on the program this month. So we are definitely excited about that. Absolutely. But it got us to thinking before and we've the had podcast, a few already. We've had some great ones already. Mm -hmm. And we hope to continue that. And we're glad to uh, have these women, especially in sports journalism or whatever they do, yeah. uh, here to talk to us. But we, we got us talking to what is the state of women's athletics, right? Like you brought up the question about, has there been progress in women's athletics 
you know, we look from this, the 70s with Title IX and, and even today and just the way women's athletics is viewed. You know, a lot of times we talk about sports here, but we aren't necessarily talking about a lot of women's sports. Mm-hmm. And that's problematic in itself. And why we, aren't we doing that? We have. Uh, I don't know if we did talk. We talked about we this have. maybe off air. Yeah. But the whole New York Liberty thing and the reason why I bring this up is because, you know, they're moving basically to the Westchester County Center where, I mean, not many people are going to see them play, right? Like compared to what they were when they were at Madison Square Garden, and they're, I think they're only going to play two games this year at Madison Square Garden. So, I feel like that is, to me, that's sad at least because it's like you know New York Liberty. We say what you want about the WNBA, but I think it's a great league, and I think the Liberty are a staple in New York sports. So to have them basically move almost upstate, which is what the first step to getting them out of here entirely, maybe. I hope not, but like... Uh, you know, I wonder how much of that comes down to people's interest in women's sports, right? And so it comes down That's to... That's what I wanted to when, bring this to, When yeah. we get to that, we're talking about can you fill up the arena? That's what it always is when it comes to business, right, guys? Yeah. Not even, f- not even just women's sports, though, because, like, I was just at the Big Ten tournament at the Garden, right. and there's not that many people there no, at the Garden. No, and it's an open... And look, <laughs> it's an opening round game for a, for a conference that doesn't have a stronghold here in this New York City area, right? Agreed. So yeah. that's a factor, too. But back to the women's thing, the WNBA, you know, let's just call it what it is. A lot of men don't want to watch the WNBA, mm-hmm. right? A lot of men think that it's a bad... Ba- and they're wrong. It's not bad basketball. It's actually really... Good basketball. It is. You just can't have the expectation that, oh, if it's not super athletic, it's a more below-the-rim game. I appreciate good basketball at the highest level on all forms. Or or they'll tell you that, oh, uh, you know, they'll only watch if, like, Skylar Diggins is playing or, you know what I mean, certain girls that look a certain way and things of that nature. Right, which is so ridiculous because I know plenty. Now, look, I know women who watch NBA, NFL, whatever, because they're looking for players that they think are attractive. Obviously, we're talking about uh, heterosexual women that would do that in this case. Mm-hmm. Sure, but I don't think it's the only reason. They sometimes tend to like the sport. You don't. I'm not coming to the WNBA like, oh, man, I only want to see women that I think are attractive. Right. I think the problem lies a lot with you if you have that sort of <laughs> thinking going into the game. So I think that when you're watching, you know, when you're looking at WNBA, I think what the league and maybe the Knicks and Liberty, well, MSG and Liberty in this situation – is look attendance has been down at the garden the westchester arena is a more intimate arena in westchester is right outside the city probably right. be a little bit more accessible and family friendly for people to, to get to i don't know if it's more accessible for people in the city but it's not far out um and it i think it comes down to hey we have dates that are filled to have liberty games and we're not bringing as many people into the building so let's open up those dates and we can now have whatever concert or whatever else we're doing into the summer. It opens it up for more business, more money that can be made by MSG. I think it's sad because I think it would be dope for professional players who I actually know on the Liberty like Shavante Zealous to be able to play on the garden floor. That mm-hmm. means something to those women. And back to what we were saying before about superheroes. I mean, you're at the garden and it makes it easier for those. They have kids day. You know what I mean? Like I've been there where they'll bring kids out of school or whatever out of summer programs on a Wednesday at 11 a.m. Yep. and they'll fill up the arena. They'll be the loudest ones in the arena and they get to see Tina Charles, Bria Hartley, Shavante Zealous, Sugar Rogers. You know what I mean? And Epiphany Prince and girls that they can look up to and be like, hey, I could be that and I could play on the Garden Now are you able to get those In New York. School. Right. Now are you able to get the Willow schools you want to make that same trip on that day out to Westchester? Mm. And, you know, for me, who still lives here in, you know, in New York City, you know, I've been I've said I was going to make it a conscious effort. And I think it's important I speak about this on Women's History Month that yes. as a father of a, a daughter who will be too soon to make sure I'm watching uh, a good amount of women's sports for her, whether it's soccer. Not, not so she just doesn't see me watching men all the time on TV. If she sees right. that I'm watching women, I'm intrigued, interested in women's sports as I am. Then it'll say to her like she doesn't say, oh, well, we only could watch the WNBA. We can also watch the WNBA. We mm-hmm. don't only watch. Premier League soccer, but we watch, you know, the NWSL. We're watching these, watching these things. That's important. It's important for women to be able to see those representations. If it's not as close for them to see, or they can't see women playing the big arena, I t- I've taken my daughter away to a Nick game, but if I can't take her to a Liberty game and she can't see it as often in MSG, it's important for her to be able to see women mm-hmm. play on the at the world's most famous arena. Mm-hmm. Now, a lot of girls are not going to have the opportunity to see that as often, and I think yeah. it's a little sad. So hopefully they figure it out. Uh, but 
back to celebrating yes. Women's History Month. Uh, we spoke about how great the WNBA is, at least we think so. And yeah, we've talked about that. I remember the WNBA Finals last year. Um, Fantastic games. Fantastic women, games. Well, Maya Moore, right? Uh, if you look at, because we were talking about greatest women's athletes, yep. Maya Moore is somebody that comes to mind for me because I mentioned this last year. I was like, yo, if you look at her resume, where she's gotten four WNBA titles, where she was all WNBA first team several times. Like you're putting her up there with one of the, with a lot of the best basketball players on the planet, male or female, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Man or woman. So Maya Moore is somebody, Candace Parker, like there are a lot of great players in that league and there are a lot of just great athletes in general. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, obviously for me, like, you know, probably my favorite favorite woman's woman athlete of all time is is definitely Serena Williams. I mean, I've just mm. really followed her career all the way through her impact on tennis, uh, just for the sport of women, somebody who played the game with a little bit more power than you had seen. I mean, women have progressed more with power in tennis. We saw Martina Navratilova, Steffi Graf before her. Now you're and, showing off. Uh, huh? None. I'm not showing off. <laughs> I look. I know. I know my sports. I like tennis. I know my my mom was a a, a fan of as a fan of the sport. Um, so I, that's another thing. I was tennis is a sport where I always watch women excelling because I watch that with my mom. I so, actually prefer women's tennis. So do I. I think yeah, the women's so. game is actually better than the men's game, and it has been for quite some time. And when I worked in the U.S. Open, those were the matchups that I look forward to. Forward the most. to. Yeah. So see, Serena's impact for just women, um, and even more important, even just just black women. Um, and and, and right. seeing that in two ways that she's really I mean, affected I, the sport. Again, I, I think her impact is why she's just one of the greatest. Yeah, she's from time. Compton. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like, imagine a, a, a black person playing a black. You hard to find black people playing tennis in Compton. Period. Yeah, more or less a black it's woman so playing that. And even even and not even just and getting off women real quickly. If you're watching Tiger Woods, for example. Yep. And you're a little black kid, like in urban city, or whatever. You're like, yo, I could play golf. What? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So these things are super impactful. Uh, Especially in sports like that where it's so much about money and access and people don't necessarily have those, you know, people in underserved communities don't necessarily have the access to go play golf or tennis. Um, seeing somebody that comes from a community like that, as Compton is, yeah. that's so, so, it's really dope. Yeah, so support these leagues because they should be like making a lot more money. And support these women <laughs> and men need to do better and have your daughter watch sports where they can see themselves excel at the highest level, athletic levels. Because if it's one thing to just talk it, if you're not actually doing that and showing that to yeah. young women and young men, I don't want to say just all the young women, young men too. Yeah, yeah, have yeah. your sons also watch women excelling at the highest levels. Because if you're not doing that, then you're not, you're, we're doing the same thing as before, which is bad. And we're yeah, just exactly. consistently saying, oh, watch the NBA, watch this. Let's, let's talk more about these ladies who are excelling at the highest level athletically. Right. I think, exactly. I think that's important. With that being said, there are men behaving badly uh, <laughs> and treating women horribly in the workplace, which is not shocking to anybody. Um, but we have the situation came up. SI article last week uh, talked about, I want to get the title of this right, it's called Dallas Mavericks Inside the Corrosive Workplace Culture. And this was written by John Wortheim and Jessica Luther. Great job of journalism by, by both of uh, these journalists for SI. They did a they really exposed the sexual harassment and a culture inside the Dallas Mavericks uh, workplace. Um, and for the cliff notes on this, it really uh, all goes around the former team president and CEO, Tadurma Usuri, who pretty much had created a culture of sexual harassment there. The, the claims, I, I don't wanna ruin this, I, I tell anyone, if you can, Brian, uh, anybody else read this article? It is an excellent yeah. job of journalism. They took their time. They I really, have read it. They really. Oh, you did read it. So yeah, they yeah. really get into stuff here. I guess the first thing I ask you is, I, I know what my reaction was when I read this, but when you read this, probably the same as yours. What 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 are you thinking when you read when you read this article? Uh, my first thing was like, because you know he says like he didn't know what was going on. You're talking there. about Cuban, Mark yes, Cuban, Mark right Cuban. now. Yeah, yes. yeah. He says Dallas he Mavericks know what was owner. Going on there, and immediately. I started listening to like different shows to see what they're saying because it's like I don't I don't know. So I wanted to see like as more information was coming out, like what's actually going on here. So with Mark Cuban saying, Oh, uh, I didn't know this was going on, you kinda find it hard to believe. Like even though he's at the top of the company and I heard some people playing devil's advocate, like, hey, maybe because he's on the basketball side and this was all going on on the other business side, right? Yeah. So it's like 
maybe he doesn't know because he's disconnected from one entire side of the company. But I'm like, still responsible for that. Though, he's right? still involved. Like his, invo- he's not an owner who's like just away from the team. Like he's there all. At the least time. that's not the perception we have of him. Right. Like he's there all the time. He's very hands on. That's yes. the perception you have of. So of with him. me, it was just like. Yo, you've just got to do better. You alluded to this before. The writer, mm-hmm. they just, they finally got him out of there after like a week or the so. The writer that was, acu- well, not accused, also was arrested for domestic violence charges on another staff member yeah. of the Dallas Mavericks. She came in after she had a bruised eye or something, came in, reported to HR. He was arrested on the premises, but then was still working there. Now, it could be the HR people swept under the rug, never brought it up to Mark Cuban, that is possible. That, that is possible. And he did not know, and that's why I think you have to let the investigation and facts come out. However, I find it hard to believe, where well, I'm with you, Brian, that he didn't know anything or had to be so disconnected at all. There still has to be some responsibility on Mark Cuban for that. And what's interesting is what, I, what struck me in this article, the day I read it, was that there were so many women, this, these women that worked for the Mavericks felt like they had no place to go. You have women yeah, who are telling other women, yeah. yo, you see that dude over there? Yo, don't, go, don't get in the elevator with him. Don't be any place close with him. Don't sit at him in the board meeting because he mean, might try I mean, to fill you when, up. When you read the SI story and you look at the opening quote, <laughs> you know what I yeah, mean? Like, that's crazy in itself. And, and mind you, with men, like we can say what we want. This really doesn't happen to us. Like 99.9% of the time. So it's like, you know, it's male privilege. It's something that you don't really have to like worry about. But if you're a woman, this is something that you're fearing for all the time. Like you're going into a workplace and it's like walking down the street. How am I going to be treated? How are they going to talk to me? Like these are things that we don't even consider. Like think about it. How often you drive? How often have you been scared going to your car at night? Like going to get something? Like maybe very few times. You know what I mean? Maybe if you're in a certain area, sure. But if you're, you know, five four, woman, uh, no matter the age, and you're going to your car, you're constantly like looking around, clutching your purse, whatever the case may be. So it's like these are things that we and just that's don't just have to going to your car. Now you're in a workplace where you're supposed to do what you love or what you're trying to do or moving your career. Oh, you don't right. even feel safe there. Yeah. Right. What I want to bring up before we go to break was I read this and I heard that about the women having to tell other women, hey, stay away from this guy. And I had dinner with a friend last week who works in the industry of journalism. Um, I will not mention where she works, but she mentioned to me how at her job, she's experienced that with somebody that was superior Mm. at her job. Mm. And they, the women came to her when she first started working at this particular place and said the same things to her. And I was talking to her about how ridiculous that is that that's the best women felt that they could do. The best they could do is like, yo, we gotta warn this other woman to not be alone with this man. And I'm gonna say it again, men, we need to do a better job. Businesses need to do a better job of being there to protect women. Women shouldn't have to go to HR and think that HR isn't taking these things that happen to them as legit concerns and then doing something about it. There, There are times where I'm like, yo, we're in 2018 and we're still here. Yeah, we're still, we're, you know what I oh, mean? We're still like, here, and it's a reckoning. We got a lot like, of cleaning up to do, man. Oh my god, there's a lot of cleaning up to do. So, and think about this: it used to be worse. <laughs> like yeah. it's still. Oh, and there's a. I think there's a lot more to. Not come to out. say that it's still not bad. Yeah, really there's a right. lot more that still needs to be uncovered. Right. And there's a lot of people I know that are thinking about, man. Yeah, I should, things that he did in the past. They're hoping somebody doesn't say anything. But oh. I, su- I support all the women in the Me Too movement, um, and I think there's more. And I think actually that this coming out through a sports forum and in a sports organization is even great because sports hasn't been immune from this too. So people shouldn't think that. And I think that it's, as it's become more open, it's a beautiful thing. And hopefully more women on POW2 as we talk more through Women's History Month. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk about uh, some stuff in hip-hop. Uh, Albums coming out. Albums just come out. One I have a list to that Brian's listened to that he that I that likes. I, I keep listening and, to, and he keeps telling me <laughs> I need to listen to, but I'm not sure I want to. And then we have a uh, uh, yeah, I'm not sure I want to. And then we have an interesting question uh, that Brian proposed for this podcast. We'll tell him after. Everybody's gonna uh, talk about, I guess, when we come back on the Ain't Hard to Tell podcast. Hell sports yeah. Guru is the place where fans talk about sports via video. All videos are 60 seconds or shorter. Sports Guru makes the video look more professional and fun by adding automated on-screen graphics. You can follow your favorite sports by team, trending, new, or by people you follow, and more. 
type in the title of your video and it will automatically, that's right, auto-magically go into your on-screen graphics. It's just that simple. Tag your teams and publish sports. Let's talk sports. It ain't hard to tell where to get the latest merchandise from Backpack Broadcasting. Gear is now available via TeePublic. Visit the Backpack Broadcasting TeePublic online store to get shirts, hoodies, mugs, and phone cases. Represent your favorite Backpack Broadcasting shows, including the Sports Walk, Sideline Stories, and of course, the Ain't Hard to Tell podcast. Check out the special offers for our podcast listeners at http colon backslash backslash t.pub backslash lic backslash backpack. Get in the game with your official backpack broadcasting here today. All right, welcome back to the Ain't Hard to Tell podcast. Dexter Henry, Brian Fonseca here. Episode 21. Thank you for joining us here. 21. We've been talking about a lot. What was that? <laughs> 21. You, wow. you don't remember that? You don't remember that? In Dexter, the... Dexter is not a Viner. He <laughs> doesn't know things well, like I never Vine. had Vine either. No, I had Vine for like two seconds and I was like, I was over it. So you had, you had I never I had actually, Vine. You know, had you know Vine. why? Because they, someone took the handle Dexter Henry for News 12 already. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't have done that for Vine. That would not have been my Vine That would have been, been a great handle, Dexter. No, it'd been great for you to say fifty million times. Vine, Vine, Vine had a decent run. Did it? it it's Instagram, going back. Instagram video killed it. Instagram video is yeah, killing Snapchat it, it right did, now. It did. So well, yeah, Snapchat see? just up. I told you I didn't need Snapchat. Update, Snap and Snap. Look, they're killing Snapchat, and then Snapchat cannibalized itself with that update. I'm cool. I don't. I don't mess with any of that Snapchat. Next was like what yeah. Snapchat? No, I, come on. I know what Snapchat. <laughs> besides, is. besides, come on. the DMs could be open on other apps. So all right, if y'all if y'all in that game. Anyway, yeah, uh, <laughs> yes, off the Snapchatty, Viney stuff, whatever y'all talking about. 21? Whatever. Um, <laughs> you are, yeah, hip-hop, we, we well, I'm I'm what? So, our last, no, no, I'm talking about you and hip-hop. I was like, getting so defensive, so angry. That was funny. Um, okay. our la- obviously, our last episode, we had uh, rapper, Brooklyn rapper Sky Zoo on, uh, talking about his album. We thank you for coming on. Uh, thank everybody who's watched the episode. It's doing great. Mm. And listen to that episode. Um, I haven't listened to a lot lately as far as new albums since Sky Zoo's album. I can't remember, but you have been listening to this new Nipsey Hustle album. Yes. It's not crazy about his name as an artist, but if he puts out good music, it doesn't really matter. Um, yeah, you <laughs> have <laughs> been, I don't know what to say. Know what to say. It's I, called Victory Lap. Uh, yes. you have been saying that you like the album i don't know to what degree nipsey hustle let me just get into it nipsey Nipsey hustle had a lot of uh he had a big mixtape run right and he kind of gained his buzz because he was doing things differently he had a mixtape that he sold a thousand copies of for a hundred dollars then the next edition was somebody bought a mixtape for a hundred dollars hey they sold I mean, and then he had another mixtape where it was 100 copies for $1,000. You know what I mean? Like, different ways of making money. Uh, but Nipsey Hussle really mm-hmm. made a name, got respect uh, on the business side of hip-hop as well. So his album, which is basically his debut album, highly anticipated because, you know, he's, what, 31, 32? He's been in the game for a while. I remember one of the first times mm-hmm. I heard of him was on a Drake song uh, named Killer. Killer or Killers, yep. right? Uh, and I like that song. It was one of the only Drake songs I like. And then, what's it called? <laughs> Shots fired at Amen to that. Amen no. to that. I'm kind of kidding. I'm kind of kidding. Oh, but anyway. No, you're, not, you're not bumping that God's plan? song's all right. I mean, Do the you video's cool. Me? Okay. The song's all right. I, I mean, I think... I my mama. The video's also, you know... Did we talk about self-serving, kind of, in a way? What we think it could be? No, I talked to another friend about that. But we're not, I'm, not, I'm not trying to... Ditch your Dipsy, Nipsey, Dipsy, Nipsey Hustle Point. Now, Dipsy Hustle is a hard name. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> no, it's not. It reminds me of Dipsy Doodles. Yeah. That's first. When I hear Dipsy, I think yeah. Dipsy Doodles, which, which are dope. Dipsy Doodles are dope. Super yeah. salty. Very Super salty. salty? Yeah. But Dipsy Doodles. That's my childhood the, right there. I'm not, a big, I'm not a big snacker, a big like, chip guy, or whatever you call Dipsy Doodles, but Dipsy Doodles are yeah. All right. Back to Nipsey yeah. Hustle. <laughs> Dipsy Hustle. Nipsey Hustle. How we go from Dipsy Doodles? <laughs> so basically, the album, the album, the album came out uh, February sixteenth. It was same day as Black Panther dropped. Right. Yeah. And I definitely would have sold Black Panther over listening <laughs> to that. That's for sure. So so the album came out, and the first song, the first song, Victory Lap, was Stacey Birth, who did 
uh, I Want to Know on Joe Budden's last album. Mm-hmm. That had me hooked. Like, I could not get past it for a while. And then I finally got to the rest of the album. Because, no, nah, it sounds really good. Like, it just sounds so that's, good. I mean, that's, that's an interesting statement. I'm like, okay. Man, it sounds really good. And then I also knew what the second song was because I heard the single. I can't repeat it. Uh, rap N-Words. You know what I'm saying? But that is a great song. It's a very ignorant track. I really, you really love it. Me. Yes. It is ignorant. I have. Uh, production on the album, though, really good. Production is any, very... Any notable producers? It's kind of old DJ Khalil. Okay. It's who, kind who of... I, who I like. I like his production. I think he did that beat. I think he did the second, the song that I just mentioned. But um, what's it called? Very uh, West Coasty production. Old school meets new school type of thing going okay. on. Uh, last time that I checked, I caught D'Angelo Russell dancing to that during a Nets practice. I'm not sure if I'm allowed to say that, but who cares? Um, <laughs> then, uh, what's it called? That's with um, YG and Diddy's on the album. He does the take that, take that. You know what I'm saying? He I'm, did, al- I'm always here for that. He does Diddy that. Adams. He does that on the fourth always. one. It's good. Uh, Kendrick's yeah. on the Kendrick album. Kendrick has a verse. Uh, Buddy's on this album. Marshall yes. Brochure's on this album. CeeLo's on the album. Dream's on the album. Dom yep. Kennedy. Belly. So it's 16 tracks, a lot of features. Um, but yeah, I mean, I. I well, two of the songs are bonus tracks. Okay, so it's fourteen track album. Yeah, technically so it ends with the but the, the bonus songs are actually good, like okay. especially right hand to God. I really like. Um, okay, I mean, it's not it's not it's not like Sky Zoo's album in terms of like you know there's like we talked about it here with him. There are a lot of things that it's gonna take a while for you to catch, but once yeah. you catch, it's like oh man, this is so good. It's not gonna make you think as hard, but man, this album can make you feel good, like if you listen to it at the right time. See, I see. I like music that makes me feel good at any time. I don't like feel good because I listen well, actually, to it at 12:05 on a Monday morning. That's the same argument. No, but they you have. could you could listen to you could listen to it whenever. No, but I, I, I understand. Really I understand, <laughs> but it's the same argument people have when they're like, "Yo, that Migos track." Yo, but no, when no, you're in the club no, no, no. Migos and you're bumping, sucks. Like, <laughs> I agree though. Migos like, I suck. don't care about yeah, that. Yeah, no, suck. I hear you on that argument. You know what I'm like, saying? Good music. Nipsey Hussle actually. Nipsey also actually has has some bars on this album. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not saying he's out here like no. awesome nah, Kendrick he, Lamar, but no, nah, but he's, he's not a slouch rapper. But I heard, not at all. I heard him on. I think I told you. I heard. I watched his uh, freestyle on. He doesn't on come Flex. up to me as like a freestyle rapper. And it was like I was like, okay, I just wasn't he's, moved. It was he didn't move me to be like, oh, I want to hear more from him. I just was like, okay, he's not somebody. I'm, but I'm not. If he's not a Breakfast Club. Wait, was it Breakfast Club? No, it was, I mean, it was Flex. Hot it was on Flex. Hot. He's not a Hot 97 freestyle rapper. Though. I also feel bad because you know I mean? he was a person that followed up Black Thoughts freestyle. So it was like, yeah, yeah so, it was a yeah. really good So, I mean, you know that. what I mean? Because he's not that. Like, if I hear Black, if I see Black Thought there, then it's like, all right, he has to go. I mean, like, there's also there's also people that have stepped up there and haven't brought it either. So he did a lot better than that. He wasn't oh, whack. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah. wasn't whack by any means. But I'm it didn't saying, make you go. Yeah, like, it didn't make you be like, oh, I want to go listen to this album. You could, you. I shouldn't have said that before. Now you could really listen to this album anytime, and you're good. That's what okay, I like so to hear. So I'll wait to listen to it in like 2025. <laughs> <laughs> you're so dismissive. Like, you know, okay. you know this podcast like, has told me how dismissive he is. Like, I'm honestly. Not, I'm not dismissive. Freddie Gibbs. Yeah, there we go. Nipsey Hussle. Yeah, 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 waiting for that. Yo, there's a, a bandana snippet drop. I'm letting you know not, right not, now. I wasn't when that album comes out, it is a wrap for you guys. Why? Because I'm going. I'm going. I'm going to be list. I'll listen to it during the podcast and get us all flagged. It's a wrap for Please us. <laughs> it's a wrap for us because. Why is that a wrap? Did, did you see the Did you see the Madlib video? The Madlib interview real you quick. Sent no, to me. <laughs> somebody asked them. Somebody asked them. So so why Freddie Gibbs? And he's just like he's a dope rapper. That's it. And it was just like it's left it at that. I'm not sure everybody universally like, agrees with that, but yeah. Nah, dude, dude's like, dude, dude's good at what he does. I just his voice doesn't do it for me. I like, see, and I get that. And no, it's we're fine. not doing this again. Yeah, we're, we're not, not doing it. Back to album. Album. Look, the bottom line is, it's not a rap for us when his al- when this album drops. It's not a rap for anybody. No, it just gives it's us gonna more. Be, it's going to be a rap for you yeah. as far as time and c- concentrating on anything else. It's going to be a rap for that. Like I would agree with that. Word. But it's going to be a don't rap dr- for anybody. Don't else. drop it till May, all right? <laughs> because Brian's going to need time to fully immerse himself in this album, and I get that because he's a fan. This is what we do when we're fans of stuff. Yo, somebody when, when I like drops the like, album yo, fully. When Kendrick when Kendrick drops the album, it's the same thing for him yeah, as hyped. when Frederick, uh, Fred, Freddie drops the album for Fred, me. We're gonna say Frederick Lamar. No, <laughs> bro, I was what it sounded His like. His first you were name say is that. actually Frederick, so I almost got oh, okay. away with that. Okay. But you, you, you called me out. 
So, yeah. so anyway, all right. So Nipsey, Nipsey Hustle <laughs> album. Nipsey um, but yeah, it's a solid album. To me, it's top two album of the year so far, along with Sky's Oh please, stop, stop with the top two <laughs> album of the years in, on March first. Because I've only listened to like three albums. Yeah, this yeah. Year. I, I don't. Wanna, I hate when people are like, oh, it's the album of the year. Those two and Black Panther. We were Panther. recording this March first. That's not true. I listened to Evidence's album. Awesome. Okay. Yeah. But it's too early. I don't want to hear this album. And I listen to and I listen to Migos. I don't want to hear you have to know your enemy. I don't want to hear any (laughs) album of that that year stuff till June, possibly when you could actually legitimately make a claim. You know I'm not but you know I'm not being serious. You know I'm not being serious. I hope not. You never know. You, you gotta watch it. Please don't. That's that, that, that true. You never know. Um, one album I am for a exci- journalist, I take a lot of things lightly. <laughs> one album I am excited true. about. A lot of y'all too damn serious. We're recording this on March first, and Brian uh, texted me. It was the first text I saw in the morning. Um, which happens a lot with Brian. Yeah, Brian yeah, says something. Happens a lot. It happens. <laughs> it does, right? Yeah. I wake him up yeah. a lot. Brian has some. Uh, yo, like. Before I see any other alert on my phone, like a, a text yeah. from Brian, Brian's got some information to pass along. <laughs> but Brian had, Brian had good information. It was good news, which is ironic because the title of this album is No News. Uh, it's Good News. <laughs> That's the name of the album by Fonte. I'm Fonte. Right. I like Fonte, for, formerly of Little Brother. I do send a lot of early informative texts because I wake up and go on my laptop right away. I can tell it's the first thing you do. I can definitely <laughs> tell that. I can tell it's the first thing you do. Um, After brushing my teeth. We hope you do that too. <laughs> we hope so. Yeah. I just need to get that out. Um, yeah, so that I did not. I had been wondering about this album. I liked Fonte's first solo album, Charity Starts at Home. Yeah. Obviously, I had Fonte to remember from when he came was out so long. And Little Brother. I literally had just been speaking about this album with a friend, uh, Charity Starts at Home, recently. He hadn't listened to it. He listened to it this past weekend, really liked the album. Um, so, and then this album, No News is Good News, had been announced by Fonte back in 2016. Was supposed to drop September 2016, didn't drop. Supposed to drop early 2017, still didn't drop. Hadn't heard anything about this album. Oh, sounds like Nas' album. Uh, yeah, sounds like that. <laughs> Oddly enough, this is funny. Last year, I was at the Roots picnic. And you ever know when somebody, so you know somebody's there, but you don't recognize it? I'm waiting on this line to get food, and Fonte literally walked between me mm. at the picnic. And it wasn't until like after he passed by me. Like I turned and I was like, oh, that was Fonte. And I totally didn't say anything. I wanted to be like, yeah, if I had seen something, like, yo, what's up with that new album? Yeah. Like, if I ever see Nas in some time frame now, if I ever meet Nas, I'm like, Nas. Well, Nas is going to come here one day. What's good? Because yeah. our, the name of the podcast, like, that if would he does, be dope. Yeah. If he doesn't come here. If then, Nas comes here before, even if Nas comes here after this album drops, I'm going to ask him. Oh, what took so long with the album? Yeah. Like, I want to know. And if I he doesn't come, and if he doesn't come on, come on after a certain amount of time, we're changing the name. Dude, no, nah, so this is what you gotta <laughs> do. Come on. When you're ready to release the podcast, come on. Uh, hold on. Let me switch. Come on the Ain't Hard to Tell podcast, and we will break the news of when you're releasing the album. That's the best way to do there it. There we go, Nas. That's yeah. That word. that's how Nas should. Not do everybody it. who listens to this at him. Yeah, please, <laughs> everyone. At him to come on to the podcast. Come on to the podcast. That's at named him. after one of the greatest songs yeah. ever. Hit him up on Twitter. Twitter. Yeah, you don't have to drop it on another DJ Khaled song. Nas' album is coming <laughs> sooner again. You don't oh, have to do that. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. You, just, you just reminded me Khaled's dropping an album this year. I'm sure DJ he is. Khaled? I'm sure he yes. is because he's going to do it every Joke. year. And then Nas going to be like, yo, I know the last two years I said Nas album done, but yo, one more, right? No, nah, we, we don't want that. No, and we then, don't. And then Travis Scott on the hook off beat. Anyway, back to the back to uh, Fonte. So I'm excited about this album. No news about this album. Don't know anything about production. Don't know anything about track list. Don't know anything of the, the features. We assume Ninth Wonder. Uh, I'm sure Ninth Wonder will be involved Which in, is it in a some good way. Thing. He had a, he had his imprint on his first solo album. Yes. So I'm intrigued about that. Fonte is somebody I think that raps from a uh, you know he, the first album he rapped a lot about life. A solo album, a lot about life and things going on with family. He's got something to say. Just something to say. He yeah. always has something to say, and and I think because we're kind of close in age, I can appreciate some of the things that he will talk about in life now. So damn. Um, I wish I had dope yeah. rappers close to my age, aside from Joey Badass and Vince Staples. Yeah, that's really sad for you. I feel bad for you. But yeah, we got we got. Uh, I'm not gonna. Yeah, don't, don't talk about what y'all got. <laughs> don't, don't you know, I, 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 and, and those, the ones you mentioned, they are speaking. Yes, uh, on, on, on good those topics. Are the only and I, two I, I like think of around doing. my age that got yeah, something to so say. That's it. See, but we always talk about about people having something to say and why it's important. So we're, we're short on time, so let's get to this real quick. Mm. Fonte album definitely gonna listen to it. It drops uh, March second. That will be at midnight from when we're recording this. So I can't wait. To, we'll talk about that next podcast. What I think about it. Um, 
Brian brought up this question. He had asked me this question before. If you could have dinner with four people oh, God, that right. have to be alive, they have to be alive, so you cannot have any uh, dead people. Just to make it more realistic. Because uh, I would love to have Big L at people, my table, but still. Uh, we're going to toss it to our producers real quick. I don't know if they've had time to think about this. Uh, Maddie P, let's go with Maddie P hey, first. Hey, Maddie first P, you should room. be saying KP for rocking that shirt. KP should be at the dinner table. Who, who are four people you would love uh, to have dinner with to talk with? Um, I would like Shaq. Wow. Charles Barkley. <laughs> uh, because you want the Barkley. entire inside the NBA crew? No, Kenny the Jet and uh, and EJ. No, is that I what mean, you want? No, I mean, <laughs> no judgment. If that's who you want, that's fine. But I feel no, like that's no, what you're doing. No, I mean, like, I mean, if I have Shaq, it's not going to be a night without Charles Barkley because it'd be hilarious. Yo, that that'd be pretty funny. Yeah, I know that's the whole, whole thing. Uh, then Brian Scalabrini. Brian Scalabrini. Oh, yeah, one of the God. greatest. This is all ones. NBA folks. <laughs> One the uh, yeah. And your last one is uh, Spider Man. <laughs> okay. Which yeah. Spider Man? Which Spider Man? Yes. Which Spider Man? Oh, any Spider Man. It doesn't any Spider Man. Yeah. yeah, anyone that played. Oh, it could just be. The is Spider Man wearing his his? Hey, if he wants costume, yo, he can do that. Okay. Yeah. Is he I'm gonna okay like web sling like all the everything yeah, that's delivered? Can he like web sling the food? Are to you the hating table? on my love for Spider Man? No, I'm not hating on your love for Spider Man. I'm not gonna do that. You okay, say, you say I'm defensive. All right, I'm gonna let the, <laughs> just so everybody knows what gets to mind, I will not say Black Panther. Black Panther will not be at the table oh, okay. with me. Just so everybody, I'm knows. going last because, as we know, I'm indecisive. As we know yes, from hip hop, uh, and I still don't. I'm still yeah. Yeah, he never can decide anything. <laughs> yeah, he, decide what, did, what did you have like a tie for second place or third place in the top albums? A tie for second and a tie for fifth. Yeah, that's stupid. That's just stupid. You're All stupid. right, <laughs> thanks. <laughs> oh man. Um, my four, my four. Uh, okay, two, two. There we go. Come there we on. Go. Exactly. Come on. Is, is, right, is everybody that predictable now? No, 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 no. Um, Carmelo, <laughs> John Stockton. Uh, my favorite director would be Wes Anderson because I think he's ah. a creative genius, mm. and I'd love to delve in his mind over some food. And the last one would it be? It would have been anyone from the Rat Pack. So it would have been. It would have been Sammy Davis. Dean Sinatra, but since they're all gone, the only one from that era is Tony Bennett, and Tony Bennett's what eighty nine. And if anyone knows me, I listen to that music every single day. So I'd love to have Tony Bennett there, just be the old man, I give him some espresso or something, and he could just sit there and like, oh, I'm Tony Bennett, and that's pretty much it. (laughs) But like, I think it would be a dope. dope. Yeah, I mean, see, it, it was people that had to be alive. It was people that were dead. I'd pick like great philosophical thinkers and stuff like that. Yeah, but we don't want we, we no, want no, it to but be we want like realistic. So Carmelo and John Stockton, hit me up on Twitter. Um, I follow <laughs> both of y'all. Come over to my house for some dinner. I'll make some food for you. That is the most desperate sounding jazz fan I've ever. No, heard. I'm that, in New York. They're not gonna come here. You never know. You, you, exactly. You hit, me up alive, hit me up. Hit me up. Listen, man. A lot yeah. of things come to New York that you don't expect. So. Like the Big Ten tournament. <laughs> oh man! Why are you hating on the Big Ten tournament? I'm not hating on it. I'm I'm happy to be. I'm happy to be covering that. it. I'm just saying I didn't think it was coming here. Brian, can you please tweet out the picture you have on your credentials? I think it's great. Oh god. Oh yeah. We, oh nobody wants to see that. I think it's great. I, honestly, can you just post it? And I'll, do it, it I'll do it. I'll do it after. That might be you, the third funniest thing I saw today. I'll do it. I'll do it. Today. I'll do it that after all the third. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let's do it. Wait. Lucky we can't say the other two on there. Yeah, yeah, we can. We can't. We can't. Uh, Stop my, my four people, I think it would be, uh, I, th- I t- talked about this, it would be Barack Obama. Definitely would love to sit with him. Mm. Serena Williams. Mm-hmm. Jay-Z. Mm-hmm. And uh, Tennessee Coates. Uh, Tennessee Coates, one of my current favorite writers right now, is very great about socio uh, political commentary. So I just think he's dope currently at what he's doing. There's other people I was thinking about bringing in. Um, yeah. But I'm not going to do like ties and all. No, I'm, I'm not, not doing that for that. dinner. Because I was thinking about like, <laughs> I wanted to bring Ava DuVernay in too, but I was like, no. Jay-Z obviously. He was like, no, why? No, 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 because I didn't want to do a tie. And I decided yeah, yeah, between yeah. like, I made a decision. Some, mm. people, some of us can do that. I made a decision too. I got <laughs> oh, my Finally, I hope so. Uh, Jay-Z, obviously uh, my favorite uh, musical artist of all time. So definitely to talk to him. Um, Barack Obama, obviously just being the first black president, what he went through trying to become president after. I'd just love to hear think what he thinks about now, really hear what he thinks about Trump. Mm. Give me the real. 45. Um, 45, yeah, I forgot we don't say his name here. Um, <laughs> I think I'm gonna bleep that out. Um, <laughs> yeah, Serena, just because Serena, I think, is, is one of my favorite <laughs> athletes, and I think not only is she one of the greatest 
uh, women's athletes ever. I think she's one of the greatest athletes ever, period, and she doesn't get her due. Right. So I just would love to talk to her about her dominance. I like anybody that's dominated in the sport. She's dominant. So, yeah, dinner with them. I don't know what we're eating, but they gotta have some. They gotta have some uh, curry go on the menu. I was That's gonna say. I, I was gonna say jerk chicken. This gotta too. be. This gotta be jerk. I'm fine chicken. with that. I'll, can I come over too? No. I just want the jerk Damn. chicken. No. <laughs> no. I just want the jerk How you gonna come over? You sound like a freeloader. No. Absolutely <laughs> bro, not. Bro, I'll bring. I'll, I'll bring you some red stripe. No, that's not gonna sway me over. Right, nice try. Whatever. Whatever. No. I'll bring some sibbles. No. I'll buy my own Sybils now. Yeah. He's, he's trying. He's trying to cover things that I love. It's not working though. Yo. It will, it will work. All right. It'll who's work. your four, Brian, before we get out of here? Let me give you a few people that I that didn't make, that didn't quite. Uh, no, no, no. Here we go. Here Let me we go. give you a few people who didn't quite. What's the problem? Yo, you know what we need for Brian? Does anybody, does anybody remember the wrap it up you box from the old Chappelle yeah. I mentioned one person. I said I would have thought about By it. a few, I literally mean a few. Like okay. two or Yo, three. with a few, we know where that can go with you. No. We what the hell is that supposed to mean? It means you can go off to many different places. He's like, he's like all right, so I, for the fifth seat, I had an eight-way tie. <laughs> it's like, no, Brian. Yes, Brian. I was going to put Felix Trinidad on, but okay. I'm not sure how that would go. Uh, I was going to put Roy Jones Jr. on, but I'm not sure how that would go either. Oh, uh, so what, my like four. going to knock you out for saying the wrong thing? <laughs> no, because like, I, I wanted to put one of my favorite fighters in of all time, but... I feel like I'd want to hear from these four people more, but this is a very diverse group. So I'm going to start off with Trish Stratus. Okay. Uh, we have a woman athlete. Uh, I would like to know how that, like how just coming up as a woman in that industry, going from where she was as a valet to where she became, and just empowering women like we have been, it's kind of been the theme of this show today. It has. You know, and things of that nature. Women. Yeah, and she's always, she was one of my favorites uh, growing up and like, athletics in general so we have her we have Stephen A. Smith uh, I don't know if I need to explain that one <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean now, um, Stephen A. will be a good dinner guest I'll definitely say that you know what I mean like we have Stephen A. Smith uh, we're definitely gonna have Nas which you know to no one's surprise for the same reasons you have Jay-Z I would have Nas yep um, but Jay-Z would also be welcome at the table and we have Dan Levitard Levitard is the other person. Dope. Especially as like, so, you know, especially as a Hispanic. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, he's one of the prominent journalists ever, like, in sports. Absolutely. But as, you know, being a Hispanic, growing up, like, around sports and just, like, getting involved at a really early age, like, you know, in college, like the way I did, except he was at the University of Miami, which is different from where I was at at the time, St. Francis College as a student. Very different. But, you know, there are a lot of things that I feel like I could learn from each of them. Yeah. And yeah, I, think that's I feel like that would be a great group. That's what everybody said. They would learn all these things that are different. I was shocked that your last one, I, th- we thought it, I think we yeah. all thought it was going someplace it else. It, it didn't go there. Freddie we Gibbs. Happy, yeah, we are happy it didn't go there um, because it would have been a wrap for all of us. I mean, like, this dinner is a wrap for all of y'all. Nah, but if I have a hip hop dinner table. What are you serving? Oh man, I don't know. Wait, right. you're we'll serving? Whatever no, they want. I'm treating them all to whatever they want. All right. Okay. That's all right, I'll do it like that. All right. Well, I, that, on well, that note, hey, you guys, you guys can let us know in the comments. Let us know who you would have word. Uh, dinner Please, with. Who word. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's, see, that's, yeah. yeah. Let, let's know I'm who you would have dinner with. I, I hope that somebody says me. Like, y'all could say me. What about you can say us four. Take us four. Take us four. We'll definitely come over for some dinner. Definitely. We'll shoot yes. a podcast in your dining room. How about that? <laughs> Yo, but what if the food is whack, though? And you can't leave. Remember the Thanksgiving thing where we didn't that's know right, how you do it? Right. Yeah, you got to cut. You gotta, oh, that's right. That's your right. your food's got to be but, on point. But that would be yeah. a funny podcast because we make faces. We could be eating stuff. And we'd be like, oh, this is not good. Man, just give I'm me, just going to leave. Just give me some yeah, grilled. That would be even good. Grilled. That would be great. Just grill me some chicken or whatever. Now nah, I'm good. You better I'm bring, you better I'm bring good. it if we come to your kitchen. Just you spice it. We some might start doing turkey. that, though, in the spring. We might just start uh, doing that for barbecue. So what? if y'all want to treat us to barbecue. I got I to grill. <laughs> Don't trust everybody's barbecue food either. That's another thing. Nah, I grill good, man. All right, we'll see. All right, so we're going to your crib we'll first. All right, we'll All right? see. That's what's up. All right, well, we can always talk food, sports, and everything. For the giveaway. Oh, yes. Before we go, I want to thank uh, everybody who entered our giveaway contest. Um, it really helped spark a lot of engagement with our content. Yes. It, uh, Keep it going. It hel- helped us go and allowed <laughs> us to be able to help to continue to monetize our content on YouTube. So we're very grateful for everybody 
that uh, entered the contest, and we did give it to our winner, got the code. We will have another one coming up soon. Very soon. That'll be centered around the second season of our show, The Sports Walk. Yeah. That'll be coming soon. So I know a lot of people, hey, if you haven't watched that, please watch it. It's uh, been entered in a couple festivals now. Brian is in the first season. Uh, our producer, Matt, is scheduled to be in the second season. Yeah, be fun. So I will be there for be, that. It should be fun. <laughs> um, be fun. Really, so just a huge thank you to everybody that supports our content. Yes. We have more stuff that will be coming out with our content and more information about that. So And more time to do it. Yeah, so we, we appreciate, <laughs> that's, that's we appreciate always the problem. everybody. Done it. If you like it, please like the content, please. share the content. Yeah. Uh, whatever you get, wherever you are listening to it or how you are consuming it, uh, rate it, like it, share it. Uh, promote it and just continue to support us. We thank yeah. you because without you, there is no us. Sounds really corny, but it is yeah, it's damn true. true. It is it's damn true. true. And you know, and we touched on this before, but we are all, especially now with literally March Madness going on. Yeah. Although it's not Crazy. directly pertaining to college basketball for all of us, but we're obviously very busy, so we take the time out to do this. And we just want to thank you guys to support us for supporting us, so then we can continue to do these things moving forward and. We're going to have a freaking great spring. I almost cursed. It's going to be great. Um, share, share us on all social platforms. Hashtag AHTTPod. So yep. we can see you guys and we can answer back. Answer podcast. back. Yeah. Yeah, we're, yeah, we're trying to get. Hashtag is AHTTPod. We're trying to get the discussion up. So. Yeah, try, yeah. yeah, so just. Curse us out. Do what you do. With us. Let yeah, us please. know what you think. Yeah. Laugh at us. Laugh we got at, thick skin. Laugh at Brian for like yeah. gifts too so much. Brian. Um, whatever it is you do. But that's it. Episode 21. It's a wrap for this episode. Not for the rest of us. Thank you for listening to the A Hard Cell Podcast. Peace. You know what would be a crazy. You know what would be. You know it would be a crazy dinner table? Bro. If I went Freddie Gibbs, Vince Staples, Dan Levitard, or Colin Cowherd. <laughs> Just take note. Just hashtag take note.